3: This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. This is the Sexy Unique Podcast, an exploration of Vanderpump Rules. No body got me feeling like I'm feeling you. And I'm your host, like I'm you Lara Marie like Shane Hall.
1: Yeah. Everybody freeze Put your hands up. we ain't about to take it easy. I hope you cakes up. Love with the beat. Here we go so in. We go in. We girl with a friend.
2: You'll be boppin'. Hotel Hi.
3: Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Sexy Unique Podcast. I'm here today with writer and host of his own podcast, not really, Patrick Sandberg. Hi. Hi. I'm so glad to have you on this episode. I feel I'm like it's been dying. a long time coming.
0: I'm like Sheena, like I'm aging rapidly by the second, because I'm so like <laughs> I'm I'm physically dying because I'm so excited to talk about Vanderpump rules with somebody.
3: You have an accelerated heart rate yeah. and you're phantom hearing good as gold somewhere in the distance. <laughs> can can I just like um <laughs>
0: Sheena this season is, like, really something to behold, I think.
3: Sheena has ascended into, like, icon status at this point. I think she gets, like... I don't know if you've been following her YouTube journey at all. I only have because like she came to my live show and then uh, featured Carrie O'Donnell and I on her vlog, but she's like fully YouTubing at this point, And it's kind wow. of incredible. Like it's even better than Vanderpump Rules because you're getting to see like the ins and outs of the day to day of Sheena Shea's life.
0: Is Sheena one of the great entertainers of our time? Absolutely. Because she's starting to give me the energy of, like, a fading Judy Garland. <laughs> <laughs> like, when she's sitting by the pool, and she has this just, like, in- insane tan and those orange hoop earrings, and she's just like, Stasi and Katie, like, what do you guys think about Kristen? Like, <laughs> what's going on here? Like, <laughs> I'm just like, damn. I live damn. peace talks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: She's always getting in the mix, but it kind of, she feels like an old soul, like an old Hollywood legend, just like,
3: yeah, she is a Hollywood legend. (laughs) I think she was like too, she was like ahead of her time in a lot of ways on this show. And now we're all getting to really understand what a cultural treasure Sheena Shea is.
0: Well, we've been through so many ups and downs, you know, because like, we think back to the early seasons and the other girls really were ganging up on her and bullying her to a large extent Uh, to a
3: huge extent. And they were so mean to her. Like I've been rewatching season three just in like times of quarantine. I need something to live for. And they are just like ridiculously cruel to Sheena. She's been the sacrificial lamb of Vanderpump rules this entire time. I don't remember
0: where they were when it exploded, but I know that it was like a backyard barbecue house party. When like, I feel like Stasi like locked herself in a bathroom.
3: Yes, that like was a, like season five, and Stassi just like insane. fell on the floor. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. a truly. I need to rewatch that episode too because I remember my jaw being like on the floor. It, but then, I feel like course, Ariana just walked up to her and was like, hey, what's up? And then Stasi just like melted down. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, like, in
0: terms of introducing new cast members, I feel like they've done pretty well over the years. But this season, to me, seems like a deliberate, it feels like an act of aggression. I just think that the way that we have so many new cast members this season feels very aggressive on the part of Bravo. And I'm very uncomfortable with it
3: yeah they're not really bringing the energy i was hoping they'd bring um i think danica is mvp for sure i would keep her around She you know, seems to be serving
0: the fact that there is now someone in the cast named danica it kind worked. of feels like a little too little too late for me
3: <laughs> really <laughs> It's about time
0: they got a Danica and like now they finally did. (laughs) I don't know. Do I welcome this Danica? There is something about her that I do like though.
3: I like her intensity. I like her. um, I feel like she's very straightforward and no nonsense. I like that her attitude. A lot of the men on the show find to be really intimidating, even though I find her to be pretty much like regular as far as attitude is concerned, but I think that she's really like, she's giving it her all. And I appreciate that.
0: I also thought that the um, co worker who she had sex with at the beginning of the season, um, the older one, was like, Brett. was like maybe the hottest, actually. And I like how all of the other women were like, Ew, he's old because he's like 40. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm on Danica's wavelength with this one.
3: Oh, yeah. We were also robbed of getting to see their entire fight play out where she allegedly shoved him in sir during like a busy, a busy shift. So I just weren't there. Yeah, I take personal offense to that. Here's an idea. You
0: know, I assume you watch Summer House because. <laughs> uh, yeah, now <laughs> how, I'm in. How could you? I'm not? fully
3: in. No, yeah, it took me a long time, but this year I have committed to watching all of Summer House. So I've watched all of season three. I'm caught up in season four, and now I'm back going back to season one and starting at the beginning.
0: Oh, that's good because these relationships are complex and yeah. deep. It's a little bit similar to Vanderpump Rules, but it's also kind of like less important, as you can imagine. Um, Because on Vanderpump rules, yeah, lower stakes with Vanderpump rules, we're following these people through their ambitions, careers, relationships, you know. And like with Summer House, we're just invested in their vacation, which kind of just seems like who cares, you know, which is fine, Mm -hmm. but they do um, aesthetically. Take some notes from like late 90s, early 2000s, like Girls Gone Wild, slash, uh, like Big Brother on CBS, where they have the security cameras mounted to every corner of every room. So when they're wasted in the middle of the night and the camera crew is not there, we can still see what happens. I feel like they need to do that in SIR.
3: They absolutely need to be filming people in SIR. Like in the alleyway, there needs to be a permanent alley yeah, cam. Totally. We need a bat. We need like a bathroom cam because I feel like that's where a lot of shit goes down. Like I know, ne- like when the girls are like changing and how Stassi used to hide bottles of like, like mini bottles of wine in the bathroom. Like we need to mm-hmm. be seeing all. I also am ready for Vanderpump rules to break the drug fourth wall. And I feel like they're edging towards it, but it's like, it's time to just blatantly show these people like doing coke enough and all reality enough. TV for that
0: matter. And like,
3: someone's got to be the first and who better than Vanderpump rules. That would ramp things up for me. Cause I do think that this season is pretty weak sauce compared to like the joy of season one through five. I would even say one through six, I think was truly epic And then now, seven and eight, not so great. But if they were, if they would just show, pull back the curtain and show drug use, I would let them go on with these shitty storylines as long as we Mm -hmm. were just seeing people like do drugs. I mean, the wedding was kind of a lot. How did you feel? How did you come away from that feeling?
0: I mean, after all the anticipation. Which is like essentially the same way that I would anticipate, I don't know, going to the bank or getting an iced coffee. <laughs> like my level of anticipation for Jax and um I'm forgetting her name. I almost called her Beverly.
3: <laughs> she is a Beverly now. <laughs> Brittany.
0: <laughs> Jax and Brittany's wedding. I was just sort of like I'm more excited to see Stassi's engagement, believe it or not, than I than I am to see um, Jacks and Brittany's wedding. But it did give me like it gave me stuff. <laughs> yeah, Rand mainly. I was really interested in Rand and in um, Lala and Rand's dynamic and relationship for sure.
3: Oh, absolutely. I He's my favorite new cast member, by far. Yeah, he's great. And he seems like he'd be a fun hang.
0: Yeah, and like, I think that because he was never on the show and the way that Lala was like, it is not okay to say his name, don't talk about him, he wants nothing to do with this, it really gave off like asshole vibe. And Mm -hmm. seeing him this season, I'm like, he's a really nice guy and he really loves her. And like, I love that for her.
3: Yeah, I, I love great. their love. And I'm totally. sad that they had to postpone their wedding. For coronavirus? Mm-hmm. Mm. They're one of the many casualties.
0: Wow. That, it's like Coachella and Lala's wedding. What next?
3: Coachella and Lala's <laughs> wedding. I think Stassi Coachella, and Bo's wedding. Might- <laughs> I, think it goes,
0: I think it goes Coachella, Lala's wedding, and the Olympics in terms of like importance
3: and magnitude. Yeah, totally. I'm with you on that. I'm yeah. worried that like filming is going to be postponed for next season because everyone's social distancing, like no one will be able to get together and film scenes.
0: They should so, like, do a social
3: distancing special. Yeah, like a uh, they should just install cameras in every cast member's house and then that could be like the summer house ish vibe of Vanderpump Rules where it's now just like we're watching live feeds of them every day
0: yeah and it will be like it's just you know totally Valley Village like they all move into one of those <laughs> black and white houses they don't need
3: three. yeah <laughs> they don't need three just one compound mm-hmm. and they all social distance together Um. have
0: do you know if they have filmed the reunion
3: already I don't actually I don't think they have which is cause for deep concern that's a huge problem yeah Andy has it so he's gonna have to get over it then I think we're just all gonna have to like move past corona which god knows how long that's gonna take and then it's like we probably they won't film it for like another two months it's going
0: to be a, a big deal when Jax and Sandoval get back together because they are on the outs right now. I learned. I know. On Watch What Happens yeah. Live.
3: They're totally on the outs. Apparently they haven't even spoken since Jax and Brittany's wedding.
0: What? So they they don't film together at all the rest of the season? Is that even
3: possible? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that they're like in scenes together and stuff, but I don't think that they're like close I don't know if they'll do like one-on-one stuff or like what the relationship really is. I mean, no one on earth can
0: possibly take Jax's side, right? Like that's just absurd.
3: Well, I think that the cast... Here's what my theory is. I think that the cast all got together at some point after they kind of got started to get famous and like make money off of the show. And the main cast was like, made a pact with each other that they were not going to like air out anyone's dirty laundry and they would just all have each other's backs. And I feel like Tom and Ariana are not part of that pact. And so now the cast is like very much focused on turning against Tom and Ariana because they're the only ones that are being like authentic about what the fuck is going on. Like, have you noticed that any sort of discord between like any questioning of like, Katie and Tom's relationship has totally fallen by the wayside. No one questions Jax Mm -hmm. and Brittany anymore. No one brings up anything to do with Stassi and Bo at all. And like the only thing is like getting mad at Kristen and even Kristen won't say like she made that offhand comment to Katie about like how Schwartz fucked all these other girls. But like, then she took it back immediately and apologizes for everything she says. So I think that she's not even willing to like cross the line, even though they're just like actively shitting on her every chance they get.
0: Well, I mean, I do notice these things, but riddle me this. (laughs) <laughs> do you yes. think? Do you think <laughs> that this that Tom and Ariana are not actually being authentic, but that they are starting to do what ye old Heather Dubrow, ye old Bethany Frankel have done in the past, where they now think of themselves as producers because the way that I feel like Tom brought up the pastor to Jax was and even in his own defense of it was like, I was just bringing this up so you could address it. Like, yeah. I'm presenting this on camera to give you an opportunity to address it. And it was like, it pissed off Jack's like, that's not your job. Like, yeah. And that's also not,
3: that's not re like, that's not the reason that you brought it up. Like in this Mm -hmm. setting, you could have like texted me about it and we could have had the conversation offline.
0: And I feel like they there's another instance of this. Oh, it was when Tom started the drama with Stasi about having her book party at Tom Tom, and that felt all very performative to me of Tom being like, "I'm the person who runs this place. Look how concerned I am with how many bartenders there are." And like, because really I'm not sure how much they are involved in the day-to-day operations of that place. But no, very I think much very liked, little going to create this drama to um, promote the bar and myself as a figurehead for it.
3: Yeah, I I'm on board with that and I also but I also think that it kind of he's overcompensating and we get those kinds of overcompensating dramatic vibes because the rest of the cast is slacking so much. So there's no it doesn't bring anything to like a state of equilibrium because he has to kind of make conflict otherwise there would just be no conflict and then a lot of those like joker kind of like silly comedy scenes that editors are putting into the show now. Like, the I mean, more of those there are, the less conflict there is going on.
0: It's so true. Like, I'm sorry. I don't like, we'll, we should get into the episode. Yeah, let's point, get into but, the like, episode. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to say that, like, the producers doing the in memoriam segment about Dog the Lizard, I found insulting. Like, I found it insulting to us and the Lizard
3: yeah we have do there's a, a lot of feelings <laughs> about dog <laughs> um okay wait so let's go back to the beginning Brittany and jacks arrive at their like shitty farmhouse nouveau farmhouse to like uh-huh. ease into their life as a married couple and you can tell that the lights are already out behind Jax's eyes like he's now kind of realizing what the rest of his life is going to look like. And I think the luster, Uh I think it's lost its luster almost immediately. But do you also notice that he's like
0: completely overcompensating in
3: the most flamboyant way
0: imaginable?
3: Well, both of them are, it's like they live in a fantasy world, but it's like they're acting, they're like, actors on the truman show or something you know what it reminds me of and like that is such a good reference
0: by the way you're completely right it's very truman show
3: it's watching them like with no like they have no understanding that we already know what their whole relationship dynamic is so they think that they're like fooling the viewer but they're also not it's so bizarre i feel like i'm like on drugs when i watch them interact with each other a side effect of the show being about failed
0: actors who had to become waitstaff is that they're all really bad actors. And like he <laughs> yeah. comes into play once in a while, but like so true, their newlywed bliss reminds me of In Sex in the city. Um, in the final season when Carrie is moving to Paris, um, with Alec or whatever his name was. And, oh my
3: God. Yes.
0: And, uh, miranda confronts her and is like you're delusional carrie you're living in a dream world like and then carrie's like you just don't want me to be happy like goodbye and then the next scene is like this delirium of carrie and mikhail Barishnikov, like in a horse-drawn sled like racing through central <laughs> park with like wild yeah. music playing and it's like the most in, it's the most disturbing sequence <laughs> That's Jackson Brittany, like, him carrying her across the threshold into their Valley Village house. Gave me that energy.
3: It is exactly that energy. Can you imagine? And everyone's had a friend that has, fully spiraled. (laughs) And And their whole excuse, too, whenever anyone tries to, like, bring anything up, they are, like, you're just a hater. You don't want us to be happy. You're trying to bring us down. It's like, no. Literally... We're just trying to, like, have some truth here. And,
0: like, there are scenes later, like, when they were at Lisa's, and, like, Lisa gave them that Tiffany teapot where Jax was, like, doing these giggles and, like, scrunching up his face <laughs> and, like, nuzzling into Britney, and I was like, he is so phony right now. Like, what is... Who is he fooling with this behavior?
3: Yeah. It's insane. Also, a fake surprise... Brutal when lisa was like i do have a gift for you and they go oh my god us oh my god like <laughs> acting like they that's not the fucking reason that they just showed up at her house
0: yeah they literally were like not at the funeral for the lizard because they went because they went to lisa's house to pick up a gift That was yeah. what they were they told them
3: i'm obsessed so tom's lizard killed himself because he couldn't imagine a worse life than living out 15 to 20 years in the Maloney-Schwartz household. Which is ironic, because we'll watch
0: it happily. Like, I <laughs> I was saying to you before we recorded, like, I, I love this cast so much, I want to sundown with them in my twilight years. Like, I want to watch them age as I age. <laughs> this is why I'm a little bit resistant to new cast members. Because I'm like... Yeah. You know, for me, I think that the surprise and the phenomenon of Vanderpump Rules... Is that I feel like it actually set out to be kind of like a revolving door of like young, hot 20 somethings in West Hollywood who work at Sir. And what ended up happening is that the viewers became so invested in these people that we are now following them like headlong into their 40s, which I don't mm-hmm. feel like was part of the original plan, but that's kind of what makes it great.
3: Yeah, it does feel like. Like when I look back and realize that I've been watching Stasi on TV since she was 23 years old and she's like 30 now, that's a shocking thing to reckon with. And when it flashes back to those early seasons, I'm like,
0: she looks so much younger there. (laughs) I
3: know. They all do. Except I think Tom Sandoval has just remained like the same age, but it's like the years have taken their toll on most of their yeah. faces. I think he started doing Botox early. Cause he's like one
0: of those types.
3: Yeah. He's like, he's into Botox in like unheard of places. Like, I feel like there was one episode where he did it like behind his ears. Cause he didn't like his ears moving when he smiled. I was like, that's next level Botox.
0: Yeah. Who even know- learns that that's possible?
3: i don't know look to sandoval for all your beauty needs speaking of sandoval why is he dressing like a
0: dick tracy villain this season i don't understand
3: (laughs) like that is his aesthetic he always has like a different theme like that he goes for i miss his extensions personally i really uh, loved like his kind of like raver dj look
0: I would like him to kind of like abandon. I feel like he kind of he loves a severe like hot topic color palette, like black and white Mm -hmm. stripes, bright red. Um, You know, he looks like leisure suit Larry (laughs) and he's living in an electro clash time warp. He was wearing rose gold aviators and like a white fedora with acid wash Jorts. I I I just like don't. I want him to kind of like graduate from the mall into more of like a dad type of a style. Like you know. Oh yeah. You know, dad just, Sandoval
3: would be hot.
0: It would be good, right? Like I feel like he he looks like the Queen of Hearts. He's like he looks like a Disney villainess, and I think that he could actually really relax with like some slate grays, maybe like a khaki a little Japanese corporate blue, maybe like a full medium denim jacket with jeans. Like, am I reaching for the stars here? Like, I think he really needs to I chill.
3: Mean, I th- I agree with you that he needs to chill, but I don't know if he can go like, if he can mute his color preferences to that level. I think you have to take baby steps with Sandoval. Yeah. It's like slowly introduce him, get him away from like the harsh colors and into like a lighter palette. I mean,
0: Schwartz just is like straight up H&M and like the new guys are basically like urban outfitters. And I feel like Tom Sandoval looks like Halloween Adventure.
3: Yeah, he's Halloween Superstore for sure. He's like, like when they, you get all one them. outfit in a plastic bag. I mean, they all, yeah. there's not one. <laughs> that's like Sandoval when like, that's how he shops, I feel like. But like, not one of them is like stylish by any means.
0: But it, kind of even the way that he, he packs on the foundation, like his face looks like it could be a rubber mask as well. Like, he kind of reminds me of Christopher Lloyd in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> which is not a good reference for an aging former model
3: no not at all what would you i, I want to know what you would like dress i want to know what you would dress like britney in i would cut britney's hair Hmm. you
0: know uh danica is bringing a little bit of that like long-haired pussycat doll vibe as well um, yeah the extensions are too long same with um, old What's-Her-Face. James's girlfriend. Raquel. <laughs> Raquel. We'll get into <laughs> Raquel. But uh, with Brittany, I would definitely cut the hair. I would do, like, not a bob. I wouldn't go that short. But I would definitely, like, keep it, like, above the chest. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't think she should curl it ever. I think she should let it be messy. Um, What kind of girl is Brittany? The thing is, like... Someone who has, like, big fake boobs like Britney. It's hard. It's hard. And she's never really... I, I do like the idea of, like, her leaning into her inner Hooters girl. Like, I feel like she could wear, like, a tight white T-shirt. And, like, she would look really good in jeans, too. But she should, like, style herself in sort of like a Tracy Lords and Crybaby maybe kind of a way. And just, like, m- make it cute, you know?
3: Yeah. I could see her like in a little like a tight fitting cardigan even
0: mm-hmm. like she can go a little bit like
3: if she of, went like, like even up. pamela pamela anderson like she could oh oh you're thinking like totally. pin up like kind of rockabilly even a
0: little rockabilly like i'm thinking of like you know sandy and grease at the end where she's like a okay bad girl, but she's hot you know like i feel like that should kind of be her style I don't I really don't like the way that she does like the kind of anthropology, boho chic stuff. No. It just really doesn't it's awful. Suit her. It feels super Mm-mm. generic. Like I like that she's like a little bit country and that to me can read like rock and roll and I would like kind of want yeah. her to go in that direction.
3: Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Would you do like a mini bang on her?
0: That would be really cute, but she would be way too scared to take the risk. I already know.
3: Yeah. Cuz she have actually to start. has a pr-
0: she has a small forehead, so it's a little it's got to be done right.
3: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. If we could get it, just 6 going. inches off that hair, yeah, it would be a win.
0: Totally. I mean, they all have the extensions have got to go. I got to say, I think Kristen looks so hot this season. I'm loving Kristen.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm obsessed. I whatever she's I gotten her in done. I love I've always I've always held a candle for Kristen Doty. I think that she has been on a hero's journey throughout this season, but all her or throughout the actually entire show, but all her like injections and whatever's going on has been really tastefully and beautifully done. Like she just looks like an enhanced version of herself as opposed to like someone with a completely different face.
0: And like, even though she's a train wreck, it looks good on her. Like it just makes yeah. sense to me. I've always been attracted to like a tragic, um, she devil, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like Kristen <laughs> Dowdy really fits that mold. You know, she gives me like, you know, I like, I don't even know. Like, she just seems like she is capable of murder or being murdered. And like, uh, that excites me a little, like she's kind of never in control of her emotions. It seems like there's a lot of mess happening with her off-screen, which kind of goes back to what you were saying about the idea of this, like, pact that they have. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the way that from one episode to the next... Like on one episode, Kristen will be invited to dinner and they'll be talking to her like kind of rationally and addressing her like that they care about her. And then the next episode, she'll come up to them and they're just like, not tonight, bitch, get away from me. And I'm like, what did she do? Like, I don't I Yeah, see what's, what's going, going on, on? Off screen that they're trying not to address. Like, I don't understand her relationship with Carter and why everyone is so pissed about it because they
3: don't Me show neither. It. They never show it. And then they are just like. They won't even point out specific things that Carter has done or talk about it. It's just like, you're sad, you're miserable, we're sick of it. And like, it's just too vague. And it doesn't work when you compare it back to the earlier seasons where it was like they went for each other's throats at all time. You knew every single thing that they were doing on camera and Mm -hmm. off camera. Wait, would you change Kristen's style at all? What what no, would you do here? I no, I, I would
0: lose the business. I don't think that her T-shirt line like needs to exist at all. <laughs> I mean, I think it's tacky and bad, but if it makes her happy,
3: <laughs> it seems to be making her really happy and giving her like a sense of purpose. So I'm yeah. really into that
0: old Sheena Garland was really stirring the pot on scenes to the next episode when she was telling Kristen being like, and Stassi and Katie said that like, Oh, I could take quotes from my friends and put it on a t-shirt too. rude.
3: <laughs> Don't I tell love her Sheena.
0: it's
2: rude. <laughs> you didn't
0: say it was rude
3: in the moment when they said it. Don't say it now. Shady no, punch. Sheena's always going to stir the pot in those orange she pants. I love Sheena Sheena. threw on some hoop, orange hoop earrings and matching orange pants with a black bodysuit, put her hair in a half up, half down and marched herself over to the Mondrian to go get the scoop on what Stassi and Katie really think of Kristen.
0: I wouldn't change Sheena's style at all. I would throw on like a square tipped hot pink manicure, like give her a pack of camels and call it a fucking day. Like she yeah. needs to lay out in the sun until she becomes full reptile.
3: I need her with a deep, deep tan and then. I'm into everything she I mean she was looking pretty flawless like in whatever style she was doing was really working for me when I saw her at the live show I was like yes bitch like I'm think here for I she's gonna all look really it.
0: good with wrinkles like I want her to age
3: yeah I'm you know? she's been getting Botox too since she was like 24 years old she should not do Botox she should age and then get a facelift yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: very particular about these things.
3: I like it. I like it. Well, we'll get through the whole cast at a certain point in the episode. Um, Schwartz is having a memorial for dog, the lizard at the Mondrian. Uh And he says that he had him for like a few weeks or like one week or something. Basically they Uh like killed a lizard. That was like a little
0: bit disturbing because they didn't right? quite
3: explain how he died. He was like, oh, I thought he was just depressed and lethargic, but and maybe he never had joy in his life, and then he was dead. I'm like, there something ain't right here.
0: I think dog died from neglect.
3: Yeah, I think no, they did not know how to take care of a lizard, which seems like it's kind of difficult to do. Like, don't they just you have to like make their cages all specific and like give them some water and like set a rock out for them to bask on. Like, it's like not an easy job. And I mean, pets die, but not in three weeks.
0: Yeah. I'm like, is this like legal? Like, do they commit a crime?
3: (laughs) I feel like, yes, an animal, an animal's life has been sacrificed To like provide some sort of storyline for Katie Maloney and Tom Schwartz because Katie actually has not done a single thing this season to like give her a storyline. Not even this doesn't even necessarily give her one, but it does kind of give Schwartz up
0: on like even. (laughs) Do you think she's on a lot of um, mood stabilizers? Like, what is the deal with her?
3: I think she's probably depressed and doesn't know why. I think that she has latent brain damage from falling through that skylight. And that Uh adds to the feelings of confusion and depression. And I think that she is just a person that's like stuck in this relationship that clearly is not, I don't think that they have a healthy relationship. Like we see next week, he's like basically like verbally abusing her in front of all their friends and being like, this is why I don't fuck her anymore. Which is not like, Yeah, and production. So it's like, clearly the relationship is not in a good place. But I think that she is just like, but then she also makes 500, like the OG cast, they make 500k a season. So she kind of doesn't even need to necessarily do anything with her life.
0: That's why it's interesting when she tries, like at the pool event, you could tell she had gotten very dolled up and that her hair took a while. And it's like, yeah. okay, you came to film today. Good for you. Like, you better make these insults against Kristen count because this is going to be your plot this season. And it really did feel like she yeah. came with the heat. She and did, she and it to Sheena, and she knew exactly what she was doing.
3: Yeah, it's just always kind of makes me sad to see her like try like when she tries in like a sartorial sense it just like deeply saddens me like that shredded kind of fringy top and like it just is like oh and she really probably does think like this looks amazing like can't wait to go into work and then it just is like she can never get it right what would you i need katie needs she needs your styling notes actually the most like please help well i
0: i do want to give her props because as we know that she she at one point had ambitions to be a beauty influencer um Mm -hmm. which is why she started her business which i believe was called pucker and pout
3: yes a website that had a total of like 20 posts on it and then Uh they promptly gave up (laughs) Like Blake Lively's lifestyle brand.
0: Listen, to the best of them. (laughs) 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 Um, But in her interview look, I was actually, I actually felt like she was being a bit fashion forward with the makeup because she was wearing this bright blue eyeshadow and a red lip, which is like perennially a no, no. And Mm -hmm. it's one of my favorite combos because it's debbie harry it's suzy sue it's missing persons it's punk it's new wave it's anti-kardashian it's forward it's next it's never it's forever it's like (laughs) clam rock punk rock bitchy, bitchy 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 and like i was like wow she's like really going for it with this face and with her eyebrows was actually kind of giving me tim curry and rocky horror picture show i don't make the rules yeah, but the problem was her hair, which was much more like Alanis Morissette. And I don't quite mm-hmm. understand that
3: <laughs> the hair and then that dress, which is more like um, it was just like a maxi dress, which is never to be paired with that kind of hair makeup combo. So I'm like, she try She does like a boho. She just she's always. um, Fuck, what's the word? She's just always—I can't even think of it. She's now messed my brain up.
0: She's a little bit. I mean, this whole witches of WeHo thing, like that's kind of her style. She does have a witchy WeHo style. Yeah, like she shops on Sunset. You know the mm-hmm. kind of girl that we're talking about. Like, and I—I f- I feel yeah. like uh, I don't know how I would dress Katie either because you know she has a body, and a body can be. You know, as someone with a body, like I understand dressing a body is can be rough, you know, especially in this arena on this kind of TV show. She needs help. I don't know who can help her. She needs like a stylist to help her or something.
3: I know. But I mean, I can't even like fathom what like look would be best for her she would actually kind of
0: benefit from like kind of a goth Kardashian aesthetic because she, and you know, I love Mm -hmm. that the producers gave her that read when she was talking about like how much harder she works than Kristen. And it was like a montage of her being the laziest sack of shit on the planet.
3: Yeah. And I believe that that's the energy she brings to her day to day life. Like, I don't think that that's like, I don't think that that's made up because truly what does she do? She doesn't – she quit doing her website. This wine deal that they have is like one of those kinds of contracts that requires zero work on behalf of like the people doing the wine. Like I'm sure they go to a factory and they like taste different like wine varietals and then they're like, we like this one. And then they just slap a label on it. It's not like they have to like do a single thing. So like her – she just has no side hustle and like no purpose in life. So I wish that she would actually take purpose in like getting a good look together. Or like, I've always said if Katie dressed like a hot bitch, she would be instantly more stomachable. Like she could get away with doing and being exactly how she is. If she was just like serving you looks every episode. I mean, here's what I would do with her. Actually. I feel like,
0: It's. She's making five hundred k. She can afford to go shopping. I would Mm -hmm. be putting her in sharp blazers. I would be doing Balenciaga. I would want her like. I would want her to have like a sleek ponytail. She needs long hair because like short hair will not look good with that figure and that face. Like fascist, kind of like she needs to look like a techno fascist. That's how I would
3: (laughs) love. Okay, Like,
0: like a cyber goth techno fascist, like dominatrix but like you know a little bit refined a refined version like she should be looking like more like a beverly hills housewife at this point i did like that in the flashback sequence in one scene she was wearing a hoodie that said emo's not dead (laughs) (laughs) so that's kind of where i'm getting the gothness from her i'm like okay like you liked my chemical romance i know what kind of girl you are and yeah we we can fix this
3: i love her in a tight high sleek pony i think that that's a really good look for her long
0: yeah the kind of hair that looks terrible on ariana or on um pretty much all the rest of them
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) because she she does does have power hair yeah and she i think is taller than the other one so i feel like Mm -hmm. she pulls off like a long beauty like shiny hair moment Okay, good. I feel, like, much more at ease knowing that, like, I'm seeing a look for Katie. Yeah. Yeah, what I was thinking earlier was that... There's hope for Katie. There's hope. It's dwindling by the second, but there is hope still. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But then once she gets pregnant,
0: it's all over.
3: Oh, no. Forget it. It's... uh, I don't even... I can't even think about that. Like, I feel like they should... Not be allowed. I feel like if you kill an animal, you should have like a five-year probation period on having a kid.
0: Totally, get the government inside that uterus immediately.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pro-choice, except when it comes red tape all over
0: this place.
3: Except <laughs> when it comes to Vanderpump Rules, I'm very. <laughs>
0: Listen, sterilization for some, okay? It's case by case.
3: Hey, yeah. You know, we do what we have to do to protect the greater good. (laughs) Totally. Brittany and Jax are are at Lisa's and they refuse to have any rosé and then there's like a pregnancy moment and then Brittany goes, we used to do the spray and pray but now we're just not praying and I've never heard of spray and pray. Like I've heard of the like pull like pull out method but never spray and pray and I just like the thought of Brittany being sprayed with Jax's cum is so <laughs> what? like I could just picture that I have not stopped picturing that since she said that
0: I mean it's interesting she would go straight back toward um, the the idea of prayer being a fix for anything <laughs> after her pastor was a pray the gay away <laughs> proponent
3: Pray, mm-hmm.
0: You can't pray the gay away and you can't pray away a pregnancy. just no. Get <laughs> that through her head.
3: But I'm also curious to see like which one of them are going to have like trouble conceiving. Because I feel like they, given with like mm. how much they drink and how like partied down they are, like ha- there's no way that they can just like get easily pregnant, all of them.
0: I feel like Brittany will get pregnant easily for some reason. I feel like Katie will have trouble. And like, I don't know why that is. I think it's because I imagine her to be on so many um, antidepressant medications. Like, there's something so medicated about Katie that I can't put my finger on.
3: Yeah, maybe that's why, like, I I would love to know... Doesn't she just seem like she kind of is like always staring off into the distance unless Stassi like asks her a question. Yeah. Like, I think she's, she's more depressed
0: about. than Ariana. And like, I think Ariana's depression is like fixable. It's like, Ariana yeah. just
3: has nothing to do. And I think it's also situational. It's like if I had to hang out with all these people and th- knowing them intimately and being around them day to day was my life. I'd want to drive my car off the fucking freeway too
0: sure but i think that with ariana like she wanted to be a comedian she wanted to be an actress and now she's just like she co-owns a house and she's on a reality show that films like three or four months out of the year and it's like what is she doing the rest of the time she's promoting the show it's not fulfilling for her i think she just needs more creative fulfillment in her life start a podcast i
3: think that she She should definitely start a podcast. She had one at one point and then gave it up. But I think now is the time to reboot. I think she could act as well. I think she could too. Because she hasn't like really bled out to the point where it's like there's no mystery anymore with her. I think Mm -hmm. she could find a good like comedy series to be on and really do well.
0: Yeah, she should find some people whose work she likes and she should reach out to them. They would probably get a kick out of it because she's a reality star and then could lead to stuff. I don't know.
3: Yeah. Be proactive. Be proactive. Um, Lisa gives Jackson Brittany that tea kettle from Tiffany,
1: which seemed like a
3: weird, it was a very weird gift. That has to be like $500. Yeah. No. No.
0: worth none of it
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you could see them both being like shocked by it and not thinking that that's what it was gonna be and then both like unenthused about it but then having to pretend that they love it which I love Brittany's mom
0: is getting that tea kettle that's a re in the making
3: yeah and Sherry will love it and she would tell everyone that comes over this is from Lisa Vanderpump Hmm. at some
0: point during the sequence it showed Jack's um like in his interview look, and he was wearing a satin face and cotton button down, and then it immediately cut to him wearing like a textured Chenille hoodie. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was like no. this, it was like this weird textured chenille, like chunky beige hoodie, and it made my fingerprints crawl up my hands and made me want to die. <laughs> <laughs> the textures of this man are like f- like i shudder he makes me shudder
3: yeah he his style is chaotic and there's always like a ripped there's always like a ripped Ugh. shredded denim jean from like thigh to ankle in the mix
0: it's like you have this greasy man who's like spray tanned who has like a he had like breast surgery like he's like a, a surgery addicted, like grease ball. And he's inside these like synthetic fabrics. And I'm just like, what the fuck?
3: Yeah. The BO on those, like in the pit stains alone.
0: Also, like, I don't mean to be awkward or homophobic because like, um, I'm a faggot, but Jack's <laughs> seems gay. He's like acting gay this season. He's being a little too animated. Like when he was like sitting there and um, the girls were getting ready and he's like, don't wear that. And he like shakes his head super dramatically and then like laughs like too hard. It's like, what is up with this? This is like another sex in the city reference. He's like reminding me of when Nathan Lane married Bitsy Von Von Muffling. Uh- <laughs> yes. <laughs>
3: Is that all there is? (laughs) Is that all there is? Uh, He is in a place of is that all there is right now. Yeah, and I think also something's got to get
0: going so much because like he knows that the fall is coming. Like it's all gonna crash down around him. Like really soon,
3: it will. And what's interesting, like that observation about him kind of acting gay, and what the show continually does to like any sort of gay storylines, is wild to me because like. It is fully like at this point confirmed that James and Logan slept together. Like Logan I right. think has slept with a lot of men in the Vanderpump Rules universe and like that's kind of a known fact and it's weird that we just like don't get to ever really see that storyline play out at all. Like I think Logan needs to be he needs to be bumped up to like a main cast member.
0: Well, I have a question for you. Yes. So there was another drama that was alluded to that was not caught for the show. Um, a lot of off-camera drama, more mm-hmm. than more than Suits my liking, to be honest. But yeah. it involved Danica saying something rude to Richardson. And it showed Richardson and it was like, you know, like manager of Tom Tom or whatever. Yeah. And I was just sort of like Richardson has been a featured extra everywhere from villa blanca to sir to pump to tom tom and like he's like actually hotter than everyone else in the cast mm-hmm. <laughs> and like do we think the fact that he's excluded from the show is racist and homophobic or do you think that if they included him that would be racist and homophobic because it would be utterly humiliating
3: i have uh waited for years for richardson to have his moment to shine i've always been intrigued by him i think that he could provide like a lot to the like to really fill out the whole world of tom tom slash sir slash villablanca i don't know why he gets like just pushed under the rug and it's really bizarre. It's like
0: friend of and like I get that.
3: But Richardson's like
0: there like he's in Richardson's
3: the most... been there from day one. Yeah, I feel so, like, like he's been around. He, he just hates. Yeah. These people, Probably. He probably hates them. He might. Maybe they've offered him a chance to be on the show and he's said like, no, thanks. I bet they have. Because it would be weird that if they haven't at all. Oh, my God. You know what I'm I. Here. OK, so my one of my favorite things that's happening right now and by favorite i mean like it's shocking and kind of like bone chilling is that tom sandoval and tom schwartz are doing cameos to like raise money to pay the staff of tom during this like entire coronavirus social distancing time because i think oh, wow. a lot of them got laid off and so they're trying to like pay them and apparently lisa has not made any effort to like keep any of her staff paid during this time
0: that doesn't surprise me about lisa
3: it doesn't surprise me but i'm also just like damn you are ice cold
0: i mean that's insane
3: and she. she shared an instagram post recently that was like be sure to donate to your local food bank like they need a lot of they need a lot of resources right now like blah 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 and i'm just like uh literally your staff is gonna be going there to get food because you've laid (laughs) them all off are you shit
0: commenting on lisa's posts you're like pay your staff bitch
3: I'm ready to take it to the streets. I'm like fully ready to revolt against Lisa. Justice for Tom Tom workers. Justice for the waitstaff.
0: Justice for Charlie with an I. Charlie who spells her name like Charlie XCX.
3: I don't want Charlie to have to eat pasta for the first time in her life right now because she can't afford other food. I want to keep Charlie fed in the manner that she's become accustomed to. What do we think of Charlie? I like Charlie. I want I to know more. There's a lot only, of mystery there.
0: I wrote down one note. I just said, Charlie is beneath me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I like Charlie. Like... Charlie's like sleeping with she's like out on the town sleeping with like television producers and then like kind of bragging about the lessons she's learned from that. I'm like, you have potential in this world. Listen, Charlie's young and hot, but
0: she's the kind of young and hot person who exaggerates how stupid she is because she thinks it's cute to be dumb. Mm -hmm. And to Charlie, I just want to say one thing. Say it. Looks fade. (laughs) was that bitchy
3: no i love it i know they all listen um (laughs) you have to speak your truth i hope i pray that they listen and take away like leave what doesn't apply but take what does like if we see katie next season pulling off the techno fascist Mm. looks that you described i've Mm. done my job I can wash my hands and say, thank God someone took took something good from this.
0: Seriously. And like, okay, are we going to talk about Dana?
3: Yeah, we have to talk about Dana and Max because this is like a big part of this episode where I truly am like so uninvested in their relationship. Like it pains me to have to watch. I don't believe that Max and Danica have any beef. So it's like, why am I watching them like argue? And I don't believe that like Dana ever actually liked him.
0: Well, here's what I have to say about Dana and mm-hmm. I have to be careful how I say it because I don't necessarily mean it as an insult, but okay. To me, I find Dana to be the most hardcore addition to the Vanderpump rules cast since Lala in <gasps> terms of sheer ambition. Okay. Okay. This is a woman who is determined to fuck her way to the middle. She went after Peter at the party last season. That was her entree into the Vanderpump world.
3: Went Um, into Pete, got into Peter and then totally rebuffed him
0: in the bathroom. bathroom.
3: Something happened between them that then when he tried to talk to her about it, she shut it down so fast. Not even Peter. He couldn't even wrap his head around it. (laughs) That was one of my favorite moments of this entire season. And then he walked away, never to be heard from again. Has faded into the background as a background actor for the rest of the season from Dana's shutdown.
0: Because she's ruthless. She'll stop at nothing. Like, she went... She fucked Peter to get on the show. She flirted with Peter to get invited to the taping. Fucked him at the taping to become a storyline. When that stopped working for her, and she actually made it onto the show. She pretended like none of it ever happened. And then she moved on directly to Max. And we're already seeing now that the Max thing isn't working out for her, she's moving on super quick to Brett. She's like, what is going to be my hook? Like, I need romantic drama on this show. She's going to stick around for a while. I have a feeling. She's got what it takes.
3: Yeah, I think that she has potential i'm like still trying to suss out like what it is she's bringing to the table but i think you hit the nail on the head because i'm like the comedy is not cringe worthy but it's also not not the best i've ever seen she's not it's not funny but it's also not like terrible you know what i mean and like funnier than dana purely up on accident yeah just like naturally funny Yeah, yeah exactly I think it's really just about determination.
0: Like, she's determined to be a cast member, so it's gonna happen. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I
0: think Max has that potential as well. I don't think Brett is here for the long haul, and I don't think Charlie's here for the long haul. Danica? Not so sure.
3: Danica, I have a lot of high hopes for. Like, I just see her being... Like, she could be a really good villain. Like, um and i we could like love to hate her but then secretly just love her max i think there is something about him that i think has staying power he's mm-hmm. weirdly he is kind of hot to me sometimes
0: yeah i kind of see it which i hate
3: i hate it i don't want to i don't want to feel this way but i have to just be honest about like how i feel like sometimes he looks very sickly and then sometimes i'm just like he's hot This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com.
1: Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. I'm going to
0: say something. Yeah. The hair bugs me.
3: What would you do with the hair?
0: I want Max to shave his head. Ooh,
3: yeah. Oh, yeah. Good Max call. The crew cut
0: would be really cute. It would be cute. But people, guys in LA, you know, they don't know. They try too hard. The thing is, like, shaved heads are hot because it's so, like, you're not trying. But, like, he would rather, like, put, like you know an entire bottle of gel in his hair than do something like that
3: yeah and all the rings and stuff i just like it's just a lot let it go let it go yeah brett seems like he doesn't know what he has real like veil bloom energy in the sense that i i don't think he understood what he was signing up for being on the show Mm -hmm. so he just seems kind of confused But also it's like none of them really know each other. It seems like they don't know each other that well. So it's hard for them to find conflict or any sort of drama that feels real because it's like they're all just cast on the show.
0: I feel like we're getting to see a real men are from Mars, women are from Venus situation with the way (laughs) that the old cast is treating the new cast because we've now seen on a few occasions the guys invite the new guys to tapings. Like, oh, we're Mm -hmm. all going to go get a drink. That time that um, Queen Sheena showed up like a heat seeking missile to (laughs) to annoy Max. And then this time with the dog funeral, they were all there. And it's like, because the Toms are like, come beyond the show. Like, they feel, once again, Tom thinks he's being a producer. He's trying yeah. to bring them into the mix, you know? And we saw mm-hmm. Ariana doing that a little with Dana, being like, how is things going with Max? Like, she's being nice to Dana, whereas Sheena and the others are not. mm mm-hmm. um, because women are less welcoming than men are let's be real the men are kind of like oh yeah more the merrier and the girls are like who the fuck is she
3: (laughs) and they barely even they don't even like speak to the new cast really at all like there's been a couple times where like sheena and or stassi and katie like spoke to dana briefly but there was no like i don't know they just feel like very disconnected from them I mean, we saw what happened with Billy Lee. Like, she's mm. gone. R.I.P. Billy Lee. There was so much potential there, too. We saw what happened with gone the one that Jax
0: had sex with in front of the old woman.
3: Oh, God. Never forget. She's faith. Gone. Yeah, faith. If the girls
0: don't like you, you're not sticking around. It's really. I like, know, It's pretty cutthroat. But
3: it's. It's cutthroat, but it also is like there's no room to do anything because like you need to fuck one of the guys to like get a lot of screen time on the show.
0: Well, here's where I this is like a perfect segue, because what do you think is up with um, James and Raquel? Is there any need for them to be on the show anymore? Because I think that the cast has like tried so aggressively to ice them out and it's worked and yet they're still here and it feels like awkward.
3: Um, It's hard to say because I think I like to see Raquel and Lala go head to head and I think that if Mm -hmm. I think that if they were honest about the state of their relationship like I think James and Raquel are in like a relationship for the cameras and she is bearding him so that he can like go so he doesn't have to like have a bisexual storyline but they have an arrangement like Raquel gets to be on a tv show and like get famous but really it's kind of like she's playing her cards all wrong because she's now just working at sir and then James gets like the security of being like a straight guy dj with a girlfriend so if they were to just like truly come out and be like we're breaking up like this is our journey Raquel could then go to the side of she should become friends with like Kristen and then it could be Kristen mm. and Raquel versus Katie and Stasi, And then James could be like single, sober and gay. That would be a great transition.
0: Well, that's my makeover for James, a gay makeover, make mm-hmm. over your sexuality and be gay. If James and Raquel broke up and then he got with a guy, and was open about it that would be his whole redemption narrative
3: oh that would be radical he'd be back on top
0: yeah he'd be back in the mix so quick everyone would forgive everything that's what he doesn't realize so james if you're listening
3: just come out already i'm not gonna suck your
0: dick but someone else will
3: you, a lot of people will. I'm sure there's no shortage of people that would line up to suck James's dick. Also, <laughs> he was I think that Raquel, sort of handsome. This episode, I was like, James, has he's a handsome something. guy. Yeah. There's some, yeah, there's a little he has movie star
0: quality in there.
3: Hmm. Yeah, I'm really into him, like living his gay truth. And then I think Raquel would get sympathy as well, or not. But I think that she, I like that she she's not afraid to have like uncomfortable conversations with people. I mean,
0: Raquel could walk into the ocean and never come back. And I don't think anybody would notice. I hate to say that. (laughs) (laughs) She's such a deer in headlights. I love that when Lala and Raquel, how do they plan these things? I really don't understand. Lala and Raquel both showed up for their chai lattes dressed like Eve and Gwen Stefani in the rich girl music video. (laughs)
3: Did you notice that? It was truly yes. It was the most psychotic pairing of fashions I've ever seen. The long band. Lala was dressed like fully like J Lo. It's really shocking. It's kind of Lala getting (laughs) back to her original Vanderpump rule.
0: Could you imagine seeing two women dressed like that in a coffee shop?
3: (laughs) No. And I know that coffee shop is literally like down the street from where I live. Like I drive by there (laughs) all the time. And like the vibe of that area is so like it would be completely jarring to see two women enter a space like a communal space dressed like that. I love too that (laughs) Raquel over it. That i like that she also didn't order at the counter she just like told the lady what she'll have like when people uh, like that, it was a real power move
0: the best was when lala was like when raquel confronted lala about calling into question her intelligence and then lala said this is a direct quote obviously i don't think you're a total idiot and then raquel had a long pause and went That means so much to me. It's like, she still just called you an idiot. Yeah. She said, you're not a total idiot. You're just sort of an idiot.
3: And Raquel was so moved. I loved it. Raquel couldn't believe that she was getting that beautiful apology from Lala. Also, when they ran into each other at Vanderpump Dog's, I was mm-hmm. shocked to see Raquel without a stitch of makeup on. Like, I truly believe like maybe she didn't even know people were filming there that day.
0: Maybe not. Cause
3: they came in and then me? Lisa.
0: <laughs> I have a question. This is some local lore for you. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When it shows, when we get those drone shots of like, Like zooming in on Vanderpump Dogs from like, you know, a thousand feet in the air or whatever. Yeah. Doesn't Vanderpump Dogs remind you of the iconic um trashy lingerie storefront on La Cienega?
3: (gasps) Yeah, it does have that same aesthetic. Do you think she modeled? It's like the same pink pink and red. Probably. Lisa Lisa's cutthroat.
0: It's so trashy, but it like looks so good. I love that kind of LA trashy vibe
3: yeah the exterior of it is definitely great the interior is like it just reeks of piss in there yeah it's like i mean a disaster. i i guess can, that's it normal smells like for i smell hamster dogs. shavings
0: when i look at it i'm like ugh, like
3: yeah on. it fully is like your head just fills with like piss fumes ugh, disgusting yeah i love lisa going she goes i'm gobsmacked when james and marquel walked into vanderpump dogs <laughs> Lisa's like putting herself and just shocked that she left Housewives of Beverly Hills and is now inserting herself at the same level of drama as all the other cast members of Vanderpump Rules. Like she doesn't understand that that's a downgrade. I think that she is
0: with her kind of like ego reigns supreme. You know, it's like her name is in the title. So she prefers it. Mm hmm. I don't yeah. think she likes to share the spotlight. She wants she likes Vanderpump Rules because she's put on a pedestal above them. And she, and on Beverly Hills, there the other women are on her same level. That doesn't go over very well with her because she thinks she's like she's has like a queen complex. She thinks she's the queen of LA.
3: Yeah. I'm just like I watched the trailer for Beverly Hills and I was so I'm so excited for this season. Like I'm ready f- and I didn't so miss ready. Lisa at all. I wanted
0: to bring up um, my favorite Vanderpump Rules episode of all time. Yes. Now that we're talking about this, because um, I'm sure your listeners, like most of them have seen all of the episodes and like for the ones who haven't, and actually for the ones who have, you could like really go back and look. I don't remember the exact episode, but it was in, it was, it, aired during season four of the real housewives of Beverly Hills. And it mm-hmm. blew my mind because it gave me hope that they would do this again and again and again, and they haven't since, but it was similar to the um, pilot of Vanderpump rules where there was a backdoor <gasps> um, transition into the spinoff. And it was when Lisa Vanderpump had a dinner at sir I want to yes. say, sir, or was it Villa Blanca? Mm-hmm. It was sir. No, it was at
3: sir. I
0: know exactly what with you're talking Joyce about. And Carlton and Brandy, and they all got into a huge fight. And then when the episode ended, it transitioned into Vanderpump Rules, and you saw the entire dinner from the staff of, Van- of Sir's perspective. And it was like mm-hmm. characters on Vanderpump Rules that you were beginning to despise at that time, like Stasi and Katie. And you were seeing them, like, bu- break down in tears, sobbing, going, I hate rich people. <laughs> and it was like, it, it showed in star- the stark relief between the lifestyles of the Beverly Hills Housewives and the cast of Vanderpump Rules, and it was this very upstairs-downstairs dynamic mm-hmm that was sort of like a class commentary and i was like we we're cooking with gas now bravo like this is like oh what, totally this is what it's all about so i want to go back and check those out
3: i wish that they would had done that more too, like incorporated them because i always loved when like the staff of sir had to like pass apps or do any sort of like mm. like footwork on behalf of like the real housewives yeah like catering so mm-hmm. funny it was the best and then like when even when sheena like in the beginning of season 2 when sheena has that gray tooth and she's like breaking down in the kitchen like amongst all the like little hors d'oeuvres because brandy glanville stopped her and was like what's wrong with your tooth
0: <laughs> <laughs> or Or the time that Lisa Vanderpump had the event (laughs) and um, Katie had to be a server and Jax was the bartender and Kevin Lee came up to Katie and told her that (gasps) she was fat. Yeah. Another iconic scene. That was iconic and even more iconic. That episode had a different groundbreaking sequence that blew my mind because I noticed when they do it. Like I really love the producers of these shows and I like cheer Mm -hmm. them on when they try new things. But... There was a sequence where James was at that event and then he had to leave the event to go DJ at Sir and the camera followed him f- like from the charity event to Sir walking through Mm -hmm. the streets of west hollywood and it was like a tracking shot behind him like in enter the void and he was Mm -hmm. like stopping at restaurants with outdoor seating and being like come on i'm djing sir later you guys gotta come on it's gonna be a party (laughs) and i was like in that incredible I, i realized that vanderpump rules is the les miserables of our time (laughs) yes and this was like in the les miserables movie he was like Gavroche, like running through the town being like they're coming they're coming like grab your guns like batten down the hatches (laughs) it was like him going to dj at sir which was like the greatest moment of like triumph and revolution of his life like i was like what Mm -hmm. am i watching i was like tripping out on that episode
3: Yeah, yeah we've had some real like artistic moments on vanderpump rules And I've just never forgotten that scene. It's never left me. (laughs) No, I love it. One of my favorites, too, is when he DJs at a pool party or, like, at a deck of, like, some hotel in Hollywood, and it's just completely empty. (laughs) (laughs) And he's, like, in kind of a sad corner DJing, and there's just, like, no one around.
0: It's like the Mr. C Hotel.
3: (laughs) I live for his early gigs. (laughs) um james goes to lisa's house and he tells her he went to his first aa meeting and he got a chip
0: oh yeah Which i was and then proud he, of him but then he probably never went back
3: yeah tbd i guess he says he's been sober for like eight or nine months i guess but I,
0: I don't believe that i mean he had yeah. that line in the interview where he was like i don't want to go to an AA meeting like i don't want to drive all the way to pico to walk into like a like what did he say
3: he was like <laughs> he I don't did want like to go. a read he was like with old donuts and sad people crying <laughs> <laughs> uh But I love that that was, no one really does. No one wanted to be at this point in their lives. It's not something (laughs) that you yearn to do. But that was intercut with this beautiful moment of Brittany. She and Jax are like sitting in the kitchen and she's like, Kristen's coming over to go over outfits. And she's pouring a huge glass of like vodka in like over ice. I was just like loving I mean, the, these scenes on the
0: show drive me to drink. Like it makes me want to drink. Like, I feel like I need to go, I need to drive to Pico and <laughs> with the old donuts and the sad people.
3: <laughs> yeah. I need a support random. group it's
0: triggering.
3: <laughs> it is triggering. And to the level that, at which they drink during the daytime, like a full blown, they drink like two ingredient cocktails in the middle of the afternoon which shocks me. Like I could not drink a glass that was half vodka, like half I couldn't drink a screwdriver at like one fifteen. I mean that
0: whole pool party with for the pool party lizard funeral like took me back to this like very specific memory in my late twenties when I was in LA and I was there for work or something. And I was staying at the standard downtown and a my classic friends, party hotel right and like one of my friends was djing at the pool at the standard downtown like on like a sunday afternoon and he was mm-hmm. like you got just come up and hang out let's have a drink it's sunday fun day and everyone kept saying sunday fun day and it was like i went up there and it was packed full of losers and like they were dressed like how Tom was dressed in this scene, like striped shirt, like open shirt, fedora, stupid sunglasses, like everyone's drinking cocktails, like Mark the cobra snake is there. He like takes my picture the second I get off the elevator. I'm like, oh, God, like, where am I? And I was just like watching these people who like come here every Sunday to like day drink hardcore Yeah, I was like so morbidly depressed and I was like, I'm too old for this. And I think I was probably like 27.
3: Yeah, it's a real, that's a real LA energy is like a hardcore drinking, a dark LA energy drinking cocktails by a pool that no one's like super swimming in or anything. And you're just like baking in the sun and like doing drugs all day. Key bumps and those like red spaceship chairs by the pool
0: that everyone hangs out at. Like I'm just yeah, it's not, no, it's not a. I've never been able the Time to I want to revisit. You know, Mm-mm, Vanderpump can kind of take you there.
3: <laughs> they they live for that shit. Like they're doing <laughs> they that. Live there. They live there. Like that's all that they aspire to do to this day. I mean,
0: I th- I think the famous. It's not about the pasta brunch where they were doing drinking double whiskeys, could send anyone to rehab just watching it.
3: Yeah. The sh- amount of shots they take alone, I'm just like, I would actually drop dead after a night of drinking like that. On
0: Summer House...
3: They sit, they drink a lot on summer house too. The Fireball, the, everything's the like fireball. Let's get
0: shots of Fireball. I've never ordered a shot of Fireball in my life. Like, they love
3: does? Fireball, which is very Vanderpump adjacent, and then like uh-huh. are just always mainlining rosé. And some of the worst hangovers I've ever had have been from too much rosé. So I'm even unclear. Rose. Yeah, like I don't know how they do it because they never look like they're. Like, Vanderpump Rules, you can smell how hungover they get on this show. But, like, Summer House, they always manage to kind of, like, keep it together. Like, they just never look really, like, road hard and put away wet.
0: They do sometimes a little
3: bit. You think so? I just feel like maybe I just am seeing what I want to see. Because Summer House, to me, feels like this fantasy vacation. Like, it does not feel like the real world at all. And that's kind Summer of I like it Summer House has so such much. a
0: different, once again, like a different kind of camera. Um, I hesitate to use the word star. <laughs> <laughs> camera star relationship, because in the house, it's all mounted cameras. Like when they're in the kitchen, you're always watching it from the same angle. Like there's never someone mm-hmm. down there on the level with them, like ex- unless it's outside. I, I just notice the stuff. So I feel like we're always kind of seeing them on Summer House from like a distance.
3: Yeah, maybe that helps.
0: Yeah, probably does.
3: Like you're a fly on the wall. Tom's extra birthday party.
0: Oh my God, I forgot about that.
3: Jax (laughs) refuses. I love that Jax refuses to dress up and talks all this shit. And then next week, he's having a themed birthday party where he's like fully dressed up like some motorcycle 80s guy.
0: It's like, I don't know about this theme. I don't know about Tom's, I mean, Tom is sort of perpetually living out this like, rock star fantasy that he's always had.
3: Yeah, I think that his intentions are coming from like a good place, but it always is just kind of like, maybe poorly executed.
0: I mean, if that's what makes them happy, I guess. I just can't... I don't know how they do so many dressed-up, costumey themes. And, like, if I feel like it's sort of become this motor that keeps them partying when they don't need to. Like, well, we've got to go to the 80s party. It's like, why?
3: Well, I think it also... If they're arguing, but they're in costume, it's infinitely more entertaining than if they're arguing out of costume. And since they never really argue and, like, get into the level of fights, like... We forget, like, season three opened with, like, a full-blown brawl at Sheena's birthday party. Like, they used to, like, beat the shit out of each other. And now they just, like, lightly argue. So if they are doing that in costume, it makes it seem more exciting, which I think is the reason why they have so many costume parties now
0: yeah definitely i think it was the time that they dressed in drag and got in the fight it became such a fan favorite that they've been endlessly trying to recreate that like with the old man masks and uh
3: yeah and they'll never get back to that level because that was a real fight about something very real that was like the last season or one of the last seasons because i was five when katie and tom got married and every tom schwartz was like crying Imagining getting married to Katie, and like people were <laughs> speaking to that, like being like, "What is wrong with this situation, and then now we like don't get that anymore. We just get like vague like anger thrown at Kristen, and then Kristen is just like as confused as the viewer is, so it seems
0: do you think now that they've all bought these homes, and Stasi bought another home that's like nicer and more localized in la proper than the other homes mm-hmm. um do you think that they maybe do you think they have the money to back up these houses
3: i don't think so i they think kind that of they bought got-
0: them presuming they would keep making a lot of money from the show and from all their appearances and stuff like that but now with coronavirus do you think they're like oh fuck like if filming doesn't I'm happen sure. they're not going to be able to pay their mortgages.
3: I think for some of them it's probably like really up in the air. Like I don't know if Jackson and Britney make the same amount of money every season, but I know recently someone looked up on LexisNexis like Jack's, his like financial or tax situation, he has like a $200,000 tax lien against him. So like Oh. And I mean well. even if they're making like 500 grand a season, after taxes and after you've like paid your agents and attorneys and everyone that's probably really only like 200 250 grand that you're taking home so like right I think that things are probably gonna get dicey for them maybe Tom and Katie have money saved up because they've both been on since season one and maybe they've like, saved and right. squirreled money away and then and when tom you're a couple you're combining
0: there you combine those incomes they can pay off that house in like two or three seasons
3: yeah but like i don't know about Jax and Brittany, tom and ariana maybe but also i don't know it's hard to say
0: isn't it wild that they have more money than us? Well, I don't want to presume how much money you have, that they have more money than me.
3: <laughs> oh, they have more money than me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I've worked it's insane.
0: With, I've worked with Cher, Madonna, and Prince, and they have more money than me. Mm-hmm. I'm d- like, my life is fucked.
3: Yeah, we I started watching this show feeling so happy that there were people in this world in L.A. whose lives were darker and more depressing than mine and like who also had like a financial struggle that seemed relatable. And now Mm -hmm. they fully have eclipsed any sort of like they've eclipsed me and then gone on to like buy houses. And then I'm just like, wait, what? Like, that's not how this was supposed to go down
0: out like stassi is a best-selling author and i'm a writer and i'm not
3: yeah i was really that was my darkest moment of the soul (laughs) when she got her book deal i truly went into like a major depressive spiral and like (laughs) had to like i had to like redo meds go back to therapy like it was like a whole thing because i was just like oh my god like this is not happening and then now i've like slowly i'm coming out on the other side but it's taken a lot of like mental reframing to accept this world that we're all living in now where these people are like successful and wealthy
0: vanderpump rules has rattled you over the years
3: it's fully rattled me it's been such a journey i remember there was a season like two
0: seasons ago maybe where when the season was over you had kind of like a breakdown and you're like i don't think i can keep watching (laughs)
3: It was last season. Yeah, where I was like, I'm truly it brought me because it was so bad. And then this podcast at that time was like, mostly I would just do Vanderpump recaps on the podcast. So I was like, if I hate watching this show, but then I have to talk about it for like, one of my jobs, and it makes my job miserable, then my life becomes miserable. And like, I can't let that be the case. So then I like, had to like, challenge me to like branch out and do other things so then now i can like if this show sucks it's like no skin off my back like i could leave it at any time but it was a it was a really it was a moment of reckoning for me
0: i think that i can maybe teach you a thing or two in terms of like learning to love the darkness because i feel like I'm such a perennially happy and optimistic person and I don't understand why because so many of my friends aren't, but I do think at a certain point it boils down to the fact that like, I love staring into the abyss and I want to climb yeah. in it. And like, it doesn't, I like everything could spiral so out of control on the show and I'll just keep watching. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's like, even when it's boring, I'm fascinated by why it's boring. Like, I kind of, I can't, I never lose interest. I'm so easily entertained, I guess.
3: Yeah. I mean, having other shows to balance it out has helped. Like, having Summer House, it feels like a good yin-yang. But, like, I don't know. I'm really, I learned so much about myself over the course of, like, watching the show for, what, like, seven years or something, where it's like, I don't like the unknown and this feels like very unknown territory to me. Like we're in unprecedented time. Like I would never have thought that this would be their trajectory.
0: It's true. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I need to like come to terms with my fear of the unknown and like really embrace the abyss a little bit more. You're right about that.
0: I think what kind of gets me like more is that real housewives of New York for me is like, such a touch zone of my life Mm -hmm. and to the point that i feel like i rely on it and like knowing that it's coming up i'm like buzzing like i'm actually like levitating off the ground because i'm so excited yeah like these women are getting old like no shade they're getting they're old these Mm -hmm. are some old spinsters and like you know, sometimes they drop off like Luann left and it was like, Oh God, you know, and now Bethany left and it's like, Oh no. Like anytime I feel like the foundations tremble of real houses of New York, I like want to climb out the window. Cause I'm like, I can't live without this show.
3: <laughs> I know. And that's like, that was my connection. Like Vanderpump rules has literally saved my life. Like no joke at moments <laughs> in time. Like I, uh, were it not for this show, like I think really bad things would have happened to me. And like, so I really like it has been a lifeline for me for so long and now less so because I'm like a healthier, mentally healthier person than I was (laughs) when I started watching it. But like to have it, it's like your, it it reminds me of your relationship with Roni where it's like to have that shaken is like, then starts to inform like your own life to some, to some aspect.
0: We also have in common that like, because I live in New York, mm-hmm. I have I have proximity to the Real Housewives of New York. Like, you see them around. They have events. You go to events. They're there. They show up. They're filming. Or, like, you get invited to something and you know they're going to be filming. So you go because you're curious. Yeah. And like, so I've been on set, quote unquote, of Real Housewives of New York. And I know that you have with Vanderpump Rules as well. Mm-hmm. And, like did that kind of change? Like, what is your relationship having seen them filming it or having seen how the sausage gets made? Like, does th- how does that affect your relationship to the show?
3: I was always into like, I like to watch how it was filmed. And the last time that I was like seeing them film, I think was when the Tom, when Tom Sandoval had like a fund rager or whatever to like raise money for one of his birthday parties but it was always weird to see. Like, I assume that they just followed them around with cameras, and then like conversations happened organically. But it definitely is like producers will pick two people; they'll be kind mm-hmm. of off away from everybody else, and they'll have their conversation for however long it like takes. Danica, to, like Danica, or no, yeah, like well, yeah, like Dana like, and
0: Max this episode, and also Danica and Max. Like those, were yeah.
3: Arranged. So to like walk into a party setting and then see that like see people that you know that you would be like, hey, what's up? Or whatever. Like, it's a very different vibe. But I kind of liked, like, watching it. But it did also feel weird to set foot on, like, their turf in a lot of ways. Because I'm like, I've talked a lot of shit about them over the years. And so then it's like, to be on to like go into their zone felt really weird and uncomfortable for me. So I started to just like organically phase out of that. Cause I would actually rather yeah. just like watch the show than like be super tight with any Same. of them.
0: I mean, when I would go to real house, I've been to two real house life tapings mm-hmm. and the first one was like a real adventure because it was a very closed situation. It was like a closed set, you know, and it was very invite yeah. and you had to sign all of the, um, No, no, I had to sign releases at both of them. But, like, you know, it was, like, we were in a basement in, like, midtown that, like, was, like, a weird Moroccan lounge because Sonia was throwing herself a party because she had done a photo shoot for Paper Magazine. But it was, like, not a Paper (laughs) Magazine party. And she was, like, celebrating my friend Telfar, who's a fashion designer. And so, like, Mm -hmm. he got to invite all his friends. So, like, a bunch of us were there. And, like... You know, it was like there was a. The weirdest thing was that the DJ was playing music, but the music that he was DJing was literally the background music of Real Housewives. Like, whoa in, yeah in the room i was like that's unnecessary like
3: well because they can't <laughs> use they can't use any music that he would play as like the background yeah. audio so they would it's easier if he just plays like that's what it was i went to ta- ariana's like 30th birthday party and the music that they were playing was all like Vanderpump Rules background like vague, yeah, royalty want, like, the, free music. You don't even
0: really hear it on the show, but it's like they want the ambiance of there being music in the room. That yeah, can,
3: like cut out of. Mm-hmm. Really strange. It's a, a bizarre feeling. What a mashup of people, though, to go to Sonia's party. It was so strange, and like, I got emotional
0: watching the producers work. Like, I was sort mm-hmm. of like. Because with The Real Housewives, we already feel like we know them and we all like kind of hate them. And seeing them film, it's like you hate them even more. Because I was watching the things that they would do to get the camera's attention. Like if there were ever like more than two cameras on a conversation and you would look over and like Ramona wasn't being filmed, she would suddenly start screaming laughing. But like not even laughing at a joke, (laughs) just screaming, (laughs) laughing, like as if she just heard something funny. And then like you would see the cameras turn and they would like run over to her you know and it's just like oh you guys are disgusting you know um but there were these producers walking around and they had a video village over by the bathrooms and like i was watching this producer talk to the video village and i was started like tearing up like i was like so and he was like can i help you and i was like (laughs) and i was like i just want to say thank you like I'm such a huge fan of your work and what you do. And he was like, can you get out of the way? Like, and he just like brushed past me. Like, he's like, what the fuck? Like, get out of here. I was like starstruck by the producers I had never met before.
3: I love that.
0: And they did not give a
3: fuck. They're were like, we're working.
0: What are you doing? Don't talk to me like this.
3: Imagine like how many gay men have come up to them over the years oh, and have and been like, like this just
0: makes me
1: love you more. <laughs>
3: yeah i i highly recommend anyone that's a fan like you should get to be at a filming once and like just see be like in close proximity to your heroes it does change yeah. you somewhat like you, you either them and you're like you're staring at them
0: and it's like i wonder if this woman who's like clearly like one of the most important producers has been here since season one like she's responsible for all of this and i'm just staring at her like a maniac making them uncomfortable yeah
3: they do they do the lord's work like if not for they really do um i love when raquel approached lala at the party and she goes you're wearing this beautifully to about lala's outfit (laughs) (laughs) i kind of like raquel's style
0: i mean she's definitely like um she takes things to another level for sure because of her proportions yeah you know she has mm-hmm. like kind of big hair and like she's really skinny she has this like olive oil essence but then she this like big barbie hair so everything just looks kind of like stupid on her but in like a high fashion way
3: yeah she can she like, dresses like Bo peep yeah it's like i like that it's like a little much for sure hmm And I really was, I became a Raquel super fan when she came out at last year's reunion in that getup that was fresh off the runway. Mm -hmm. That Balma or whatever the hell it was. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) The like knockoff. It was probably from like LA Fashion Week. Yeah, it was really sad. It was very local
0: designer, but like uh, often like when local designers are doing that, it's like kind of better than the real thing.
3: Yeah, I had – Raquel served a lot of, like, fashion to me in that moment. And I was like, she is a model.
0: She really did. And I don't really know what I would do differently with her um, in terms of hair and beauty because her eyes are quite close together and very sunken in. And her – you'd know that she has a very tiny head, Mm -hmm. you know? So you can't, like – her with a lot of hair kind of works for her.
3: Yeah, I like – I like the, a lot of hair. I would lose, like, maybe four inches of it, and it could still be long and big, but it is just, like, edging on a little too long and, like, fried ombre tips I'm not a fan of. You know what I would challenge her with would be, like, a giant, um,
0: like... Like a a giant waterfall bang, like that you would see in like the early nineties. That starts kind of like halfway back on the head, and kind of comes oh wow, with, like a lot of volume bang, and then maybe like a perm. Believe it or not, wow. I think she can really wild. I think she can bring back some like amazing kind of Kelly Bundy vibes.
3: Ooh, that could be interesting. She could a even Kelly Bundy do like,
0: makeover for her would be very good.
3: Yeah, that would be good. I could also see like a Brigitte Bardot kind of hairstyle where the bang still starts mm. kind of far back, but it's not yeah. so like straight across bangs. But you get yeah, a lot of face tendrils. Like,
2: yeah,
0: But kind of you want them off the forehead. Like they need to be out there, I think. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. It would be groundbreaking. Like teased. It would be groundbreaking. Mm. What would you do for Stasi? Okay. Um... I need like an, a complete overhaul. I hate the way she dresses. Me like too. it actually personally I, offends me.
0: And I do feel like I got to go soon because I'm worried that my zoom is going to run out of battery.
3: Oh yeah. Um, yeah. No, we'll wrap it up in like but five. Like,
0: but like what I will say, and I'm glad that we ended up here because I'm going to say something and you're not going to like it.
3: Okay. Say it.
0: Stasi is my favorite cast member.
3: A lot of people feel like that, and that's okay
0: of all time to of me, all Vanderpump time pump rules has always been the Stassi show.
3: it always has been, and I'm not one to deny that like i she's infinitely watchable like if she got a spin off with Bo, I of course would watch that show like no questions mm-hmm. asked, but like just um like from a personal level, and it I think it says more about me than her, my just like dislike of her. And, like, I just I just don't like her.
0: That's fine, and I understand. Because she's not really likable. But I'm, I'm not likable yeah. myself. <laughs> so, so maybe I relate. <laughs> You're, like, game-recognized
3: game. Recognized
0: game. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, what I do like about her is for all, the, all of the... Um, I always call them characters. They're not characters. For all of the subjects of this docuseries who have ambitions to be in the comedy world... You know, like mm-hmm. who think that they're stand up comedians, Kristen and Ariana and now um Dana. It's like Stasi's legitimately the funniest one and has no ambitions to be a comedian. Like she just is funny. And it yeah. comes naturally to her.
3: She's a and wordsmith. Like, like she's always been like able to kind of engage an audience from the jump. She just has that naturally because she's a bitch and like
0: being a bitch is funny. It just Mm -hmm. is. That's why like bitchy girls are popular in high school. It's like why she was kind of the queen bee in the beginning of the series. And like, it's why it's what Ariana will never let her live down because Ariana's like, I was bullied by girls like you growing up. Like, you know, that's what it is. Yeah. It's like, and I think that Stassi is not a bad person. I think that she can be a bitch and she has that in her still, but I appreciate it in the mix with these people because I feel like someone needs to let these idiots have it sometimes.
3: And I just wish that she would do that more. Like I miss just like how I miss her like acid tongue of yesteryear. Mm. And I don't like this, like, ah, shucks, like I'm sweet now. And like, I have a boyfriend I'm like gonna get married and like I'm just like a nice person now like I'm like no I think you just hide that because you, it's, you're more marketable right. as like a reformed bitch and so I just don't like that story. Well, line. they put
0: her in her place to the degree that like she's like a wounded animal now and like yeah I want to see her bring back because she was really sort of the Bethany of the show in the beginning Mm -hmm. you know like no one gave interviews like hers that were just so spot on so funny like cutting people where it counts and now i feel like she's lost that a little bit yeah but i am a huge stassi fan her style is a problem for sure um i i don't know what to do i gotta think about it (laughs) think about it it's, it's going to take me a minute, you know, like there was something I wanted to kind of get into, but like, it, I don't know, it might be too much now, um, which is that like, I've always had this kind of like, th- th- this idea that like Vanderpump Rules is like the reality show version of Melrose Place a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like, within that milieu, like Stasi's definitely the Amanda Woodward, like the Heather Locklear.
3: Yeah, I think so. She's a so strong... I,
0: I want to see her with that look a little bit, maybe.
1: Which yeah. Which is so passe. Like...
0: But it's like big hair, off the shoulder, kind of like
3: tight-knit tops, like but like corporate, slutty corporate. Slutty corporate is really good, because she also has like a great body, I think. She has like big boobs, naturally. Mm-hmm. And like... Yeah,
0: she had a reduction.
3: Yeah, so I'm ready for i I'm ready for her to take things in a sluttier to a sluttier level.
0: I mean, Amanda did run a global advertising firm uh, <laughs> and owned the entire apartment building, but Stassi is getting there with her um, with her book deal, I suppose, and her podcast.
3: Yeah, <laughs> she's a girl. She's a girl boss for sure.
0: And like, sh- can I go through like who I think is who?
3: Yeah go through this it. This is for
0: Melrose fans, so like, if you don't watch Melrose Place, that's something you maybe want to do during uh, the, quarantine,
3: the quarantine. I'm now thinking of it because I actually have never watched Melrose Place. It's
0: very, but, very good. Yeah. Um, so Sheena reminds me of Sydney, Hmm. Um, but she also kind of reminds me of Jennifer Mancini, who was played by Alyssa Milano, and... I think that's more appropriate because after Sydney died on her wedding day, Jennifer slept with her grieving husband, Craig. Um, but also, like, instead of blackmailing doctors and joining a sex cult with Tracy Lords, Sheena's free time is spent like torturing new waitresses at Sur and trying to fuck all the <laughs> bartenders. So it's not really yeah. exactly
3: the same. She needs to step up her like fuck game in a major way. And I think that she has like, she's dating that like hot Australian guy that like is always picking her up and throwing her around. So I'm hopeful Ah. that we'll get more of that next season. Good
0: for her. Um, Jax is clearly Michael Mancini. I mean, even though he's not a doctor, (laughs) But they both have a Thank PhD God. In, a, in the science of making up lies. <laughs> and Jax is addicted to a different kind of surgery, which is like getting plastic surgery. <laughs> but then like, that would mean that Brittany is Megan, who was, um, who was Michael's kind of most innocent romantic partner and the one who he was probably meant to be with the most. But she was like, att- she ended up being pretty boring because she never murdered anybody or anything. Um, Schwartz and Katie are a classic Billy and Allison, like down to the alcoholism, Schwartz's inability to stand up for himself in like business situations. Um, yeah, so that's that. I only hope that if Katie is ever caught in a traumatic fire that she pretends to be blind in order to spy on her coworkers and everybody else <laughs> in the cast. Which I think that Allison she
3: would did. do that. That sounds yeah. on brand for her. <laughs> totally. She's like, I can't see,
0: like, feeling around, but eavesdropping, like, it's really up her alley, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess that means that Tom Sandoval and Ariana are Jake and Joe, which is, like, not my favorite couple in Melrose Place history. And, like, I hate comparing Sandoval to Jake because Jake was hotter. But. Jake owned his own bar, which was Shooters, and now Tom owns Tom Tom. so it kind of makes sense a little bit.
3: Yeah. That's a parallel, for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, the difference is, like, Jake was married, like, four times, um, and the difference... I don't really feel like Joe and Ariana are that similar, either, because Joe was an internationally acclaimed photojournalist who documented war zones until she was ushered into a fast-paced career as a fashion photographer, but Ariana's, like, <laughs> you know... Maybe she should pick up a camera. (laughs) Maybe that's her next. Yeah, I could see her as a
3: photographer for sure.
0: And like Kristen is Kimberly Shaw, the most insane villain on the history of the show. Um, Faked her own death, ran over her ex-husband, blackmailed him with death threats, stole Joe's baby, um, detonated a bomb and blew up Melrose Place. Like I could definitely see Kristen blowing up, sir. (laughs) Like when we got the news of the car driving into the front of Sir, I was like, it's Kristen behind the wheel like that. That's who should should have done it.
3: Yeah. Dodie strikes again. Yeah. They
0: should have looked into that. She may have had something to do with it.
3: Wait, now I'm for sure going to be binging Melrose Place. (laughs) You have to. During this time of COVID crisis. It's the perfect thing to get into. Yeah, and the other ones, it's like there are
0: many characters they can be. There were like so many like side cast members. Like maybe James is Craig who was like played by David Charvet. Or, Ooh, I like maybe, that. I kind of think Lala is Eve who showed up in the later seasons, Evil Eve. I don't know if anybody remembers her. Um both singers who both perf- Eve would perform at shooters and Lala has performed at sir, so I feel like it's pretty
3: Yeah, nice-ness. that's definitely you are making people the like venn diagram of melrose place heads and vanderpump rules heads are screaming with joy right now it's i'm telling you there are some eerie similarities and i feel like those
0: melrose place heads are screaming right now listening saying how can you say that sheena is not brooke who was played by um you know oh my god what is her name from sex in the city Kristen
3: Davis. Kristen Davis. Um was she in from the jump? Or no? Did she join later? She was
0: uh, in kind of like the me- middle seasons and she was like very, very power hungry at D D advertising, and she was always kind of like trying to do Amanda's bidding until she was betraying Amanda and like she does definitely have Sheena's energy, but I actually don't find Sheena to be that power hungry. I don't know.
3: Yeah, I think Sheena is, but she also doesn't know how to like exactly activate on that. But once I mean, she figures Brooke it out, it's game over.
0: So I could see, I could see sadly Sheena dying alone like Brooke did. Um.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: is that dark? I don't know. <laughs> no, I like it. Hey, uh, every prediction is fair mm. in these times.
0: Have I missed anybody? I don't think so. Mm. no one who matters
3: no one who matters you covered all the important pieces Um, the only other shocking thing that I wanted to talk about was how Lala says she's been with James and Logan when they've been playing video games and are making deals about who has to blow who (laughs) that was
0: odd because that's not something we do (laughs)
3: Yeah, I'm just, I'm curious. I really need this whole Logan James thing to be blown wide open. No pun intended. I feel like
0: if James was ever telling Logan, like, fine, I'll totally suck your dick later. He was kidding, especially if he was saying it in front of everybody like that. I don't know.
3: Yeah, I feel like it was like Logan was the one sucking James's dick, but
0: Mm -hmm. we'll see. I mean, I think Logan and has got Lala convinced and Lala's now making up shit.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, promote Logan for the love of God. We need more of him, less of Brett. I'm happy this storyline is back. Yeah, me too. And then I, I love the flashback to the phone call that they had where Logan was clearly lying for James. That like, it was mm-hmm. so bizarre.
0: Lala couldn't wait to bring it up, though.
3: Yeah, no. She was chomping at the bit. She left that chai latte
0: meeting being like, "Now I've I've like basically like volleyed her up to smack her down at this yeah. birthday party."
3: She, like she lives for a Raquel takedown, mm-hmm. and Raquel is just like too trusting and wide-eyed to know that she's walking directly into a trap.
0: I mean, it's sort of punching down, but also like I think that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why Lala loves going after Raquel so much.
3: Yeah, I, not think really that, I think really a worthy
0: opponent.
3: But I think that Lala and James have a connection. Like they are kind of each other's one true love. Mm-hmm. Ahead of Randall, so like it's kind of like the thing where like no girl right. will ever be good enough for James, and so whoever is with him has to be destroyed or understand that Lala is the number one girl for in James's heart or like she was there first.
0: I have this weird feeling that if Lala were to find, if there was some reason Lala could go at it with Dana or Danica, that would be a little bit more on Lala's level. And I feel like that would end in more violence.
3: Yeah, she should go after Danica, I think.
0: Yeah, Danica
3: and Lala, would, it would be a bloodbath. Mm-hmm. For sure. I'm ready. Give us <sighs> something. Give us something. We've Danica, earned it. We've been need with to start you this whole time.
0: Danica likes older guys. She should start flirting with Rand. You know, what she I should mean? flirt with
3: Rand. Yes. Yeah, she needs to like someone needs to flirt with Star Jax or pot. like put Jax in a compromising position. I vote Charlie since Jax Charlie. likes brunettes. Charlie I think could Charlie, be Charlie sacrificial could.
0: sacrificial lamb for Jax. Yeah.
3: Someone's going to have to fuck Jax. I'm sorry to whoever it has to be, but it sorry, is Logan. what needs to be done.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Get Logan you, Jax, in there.
0: Jax is acting very flamboyant, like I said. So, I mean, this may be Logan's uh responsibility honey
3: Jax has been on the dick rodeo before he lived in miami as yeah, like in basically Florida. an escort yeah so he was like he living knows. in a magic
0: mic like a gay version of magic Mike. As yeah we all know
3: uh patrick thank you so much for being on this podcast it was a joy <sighs> to have you can you tell i had to get all of that off my chest like crazy yeah I'm you had a like lot pent up it. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's up, <laughs> Vanderpump. I, I love Vanderpump a, full, all that out. a full Melrose Place breakdown of like a detailed character by character breakdown. The listeners love it. I, mean, I loved guys, it. If you guys love Vanderpump rules, you got to check
0: out this little show called Melrose Place.
3: Yeah, I just looked and it's all on Hulu. So, yeah,
0: get the after only, it. The only thing is that it doesn't have the original music, but that's fine.
3: We can make do. But also yeah. I didn't realize it's literally like 33 episodes every season. It's insane. Like the that plot feels twists,
0: insurmountable to me. It has like murder cults mobsters um, like sex rings like drug addiction baby stealing blackmail um, like corporate takeovers. It's got it all. <laughs>
3: I love a corporate takeover. Oh, yeah. There's so I many someone- hostile
0: takeovers of the advertising agency. It's like they are fucking each other over constantly up in D D advertising. It'll give you like a whole new appreciation for like corporate style as well.
3: I that? love okay. Corporate, corporate sluttiness. Corporate style. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to get back to corporate sluttiness, just as an aesthetic, like a day to day aesthetic. Oh yeah. Me too. Uh, Well, tell everyone where they can find you. You have a podcast. It's called Not Really, but then beyond that. Not Really.
0: And Not Really, we kind of... It's like a vaguely like cultural, pop cultural, kind of slightly political... It's me and my friend Paul Kupo just um, kind of giving our nasty opinions. And uh, you can subscribe to that wherever podcasts are. And our Patreon at patreon.com slash not really. Yeah. And I am on Twitter at Patrick Sandberg. Patrick with no C. P-A-T-R-I-K Sandberg.
3: I love it. Amazing. Uh, Well, thanks again. And uh, stay safe. Thank you
0: so much. Long time time
3: listener. First time guest. Wow. Uh, First of hopefully many times. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. I, know, I know I'm feeling 'cause I know I know I'm feeling 'cause I know I know.
2: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer.